Hi, and welcome to The Healthy Family Law Attorney. I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm gonna to talk about something that I think is a little counterintuitive. I'm a family law attorney, but I believe in marriage. And so I wanna provide hope and help to people to avoid divorce, if at all possible. I know that sounds strange being a family law attorney, but because of my belief structure, I wanna do what's best for my clients and not necessarily what's best for me. So if clients can reconcile or avoid divorce, then I'm gonna help them do that. And we structure the way we practice law to help facilitate that. I think I've talked about that a little bit in some prior videos that I'm not gonna ask a client to go back into an abusive relationship or something that they're gonna get harmed in. But if they can do things differently and avoid divorce, great. Actually, this video may help even more, and that is to help you avoid ever walking into the divorce lawyer's office in the first place. So I'm gonna talk primarily today to people that are already married, but let me just, as an aside, say if you're not married yet, you, I would recommend that you get into some very good premarital counseling, number one, either at your church, synagogue, or mosque, or with a private or insurance paid um, therapist to address a lot of the issues that you need to think about before you get married. All right, I also think it's a good idea to seek out wise counsel. These are friends and family that are willing to give it to you straight, tell you the truth, and not just say whatever you, whatever they think you want them to say. And finally, I just say, ensure that you have common beliefs and that you're gonna grow in the right direction or in the same direction with each other. And that could be uh, spiritual beliefs. It could be raising kids, financial, um, hobbies, interests, other things that you know that you have some things in common and will grow in the same direction. All right, the reason I'm doing this video today is I do believe your family matters and I want to provide hope and help to families, in this case, to avoid ever walking into a family law attorney's office, or if they do, to help them successfully either navigate the process or even possibly reconcile. So today I'm gonna to talk to people that are already married. And we're gonna look at what to do in your marriage before you start having any marital problems or issues. Okay, so number one, stay connected. That means have date nights, be intentional about spending time together whether it's a date or a vacation, weekends away together. If you have kids, you need to have time, just you and your spouse. The most important relationship in the marriage is the marriage. It is husband and wife, because if the husband and wife are not together, then that's gonna hurt the children. So the primary relationship is not mother and child or father and child. It is husband and wife. All right, number two, I like to say stay curious. That means be interested in your spouse. Be interested in what they're doing at work, with their friends, 
what are their hobbies? What kind of books do they like to read? What kind of movies do they like to watch? I mean, do things together. Don't let your spouse just go upstairs and watch TV while you're downstairs reading a book. Be curious, stay interested in each other, and you'll grow together. Number three. Okay, this is an interesting one. For any of you who have read the book by Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, I would highly recommend you learn each other's love languages. All right, the first one is physical touch. Second is acts of service. Third is quality time. Fourth is gifts. And fifth is words of affirmation. So what's interesting about this is each of us has a primary love language. So most men might say it's physical touch. And a lot of women might say it's quality time. So why spend time focusing on giving your wife or your husband gifts if that's not their primary love language? It might be their secondary love language, which we all have. But if their primary love language is acts of service, then help do the dishes, help clean the house, help do the laundry, whatever it is, help mow the lawn, whatever. But know your spouse's love language and then spend time focusing on that because that's where you're going to reap the most benefits and then know their secondary love language. Okay. This is for folks that are doing well in the marriage. You can always do better and you can avoid having the issues that a lot of marriages run into. Okay, number four I have is do things together. This is similar to the first one, stay connected, but this is doing just a lot of sports or hobbies or walks around the lake or or playing games together or reading the same books together so you have a lot of common interests to talk about. So that's number four. Number five, grow together. So spouses that spend time together, stay connected, have common beliefs will tend to grow together. The one thing that I can guarantee to everyone is that things are gonna change. It's in a marriage, it's with kids. They go through developmental stages. Marriages go through stages. Some people joke and say, I, I heard somebody say one time, I've been married to five different men the entire time I've been married to my husband. So in other words, in a long-term marriage, you're gonna go through a lot of different phases. And the question is, are you gonna grow together? So do you have a common belief system? If you guys believe in the same spiritual or biblical principles and truths, then those are everlasting. Those will not change and those will be unifying for, for you and your spouse. Okay, finally, number six, I have be selfless. So that may sound difficult and none of us is gonna be perfect at it. The more you put your spouse and their needs first, the more likely they are to want to do the same for you. And imagine how great that would be if you both are working hard to please the other. That is being selfless. Okay, so let's talk about marriages that are having difficulties. They are having issues. It may lead to walking into the divorce lawyer's office. What do you do then? 
okay, all of the above are still relevant and still should be practiced and could restore the marriage. So it may be at the point where you really need to go to therapy. I know that a lot of people think they can do it on their own or they don't wanna to have to divulge all of their personal issues to any third party, even a therapist, but that may be what you need to do. So I, in my practice, routinely refer my clients to therapists. Number one, it may lead to restoring the marriage and they may reconcile. I may lose them as a client and that's totally fine. I feel good about that if I can help uh, restore marriages and, and um, obviously that's good marriages, obviously restored in a healthy way. Um, and that's good for the children that's in their best interest. But even if they can't restore the marriage, that therapist may help them be better parents better co-parent the children and reduce the amount of acrimony and conflict in the actual dissolution of marriage process. So think about that. Therapy is very important. Next, I would say, next, I would say faith is a big part of my marriage. And I think that statistics will show that people who are serious about their faith and really do spend time reading the word, reading scripture and applying it to their lives, really living it out, have far fewer divorces. So I would suggest reading the Bible together. And I would specifically refer you to some chapters like Ephesians chapter five, And I think they're incredibly helpful. There's a whole marriage uh, seminar series that comes out of just this chapter, and it's called Love and Respect, that men need love and women need respect. So if a wife feels unloved, she will withhold respect from her husband. And if a husband feels disrespected, he'll withhold love from his wife. And so they get on what's called the crazy cycle. And then it takes one of them or both, but at least one to be mature enough to say, hey, this is what's going on. Let's get off this crazy cycle and let's work on the marriage. So uh, therapy is important. Faith is important. And finally, I would say personal growth and development, a willingness to change, a willingness to be introspective, a willingness to see yourself for who you really are. I've heard some people say that marriage was never intended to make you happy. It wasn't intended to fill all of your needs. It's uh, the, the book actually said, your wife is like a full length mirror reflecting back to you who you really are. And the book said that the man is supposed to be the spiritual leader and he's supposed to love his wife as Christ loved the church. And how did Christ love the church? He died for the church. And so we as men are supposed to die to self. I'm not talking about physical death here. I'm talking about just putting down, like if you want to play golf every weekend and kind of leave your family, maybe you need to give up golf for a while and spend some time with your wife and family. So grow personally, read good books, 
It could be part of going to therapy on your own. It could be getting into a support group, a men's group, any type of group that's going to help you grow and become a better man or a better woman here. So any kind of uh, women's Bible study, whatever, I think would be really helpful. I read a book by Gary Smalley one time that said, a woman is like a flower. And if the husband gives her a little bit of sunshine and water and fertilizer, you know, like attention and kind words and lovingness, she will stay open and bloom and and be a great partner and wife and you'll have a great marriage but if you withhold those things then she will close up and over time that flower closes and it becomes really really hard to reopen that flower so really try to think about that and be proactive don't wait until you're marriage needs the emergency room and you're in huge trouble. So employ these things. Finally, I think the the big three issues that create problems in marriage are lack of communication, differences in how the parties handle finances and problems with intimacy. I think all three have a root in communication. If you communicate beforehand about issues like finances and intimacy, and you stay connected, and you continue to communicate well and reach agreement before things happen, then those three big things, communication, finances, and intimacy, can be pluses, not minuses. So I hope this video is helpful. I I do wanna help people avoid divorce. I know that the divorce rate in the US is nearly 50%. I know uh, through the coronavirus, the divorce rate in Florida actually dropped by 30% in the year 2020. But a lot of people are concerned that as we come out of this pandemic and things open back up and people's jobs are more secure, that we may have a rise in divorces. So you may be aware of the difficulties you're going through in your in your marriage, or you may not be fully aware. So I know it's been a very difficult year for families through the pandemic and all that we've gone through as a nation. I pray for our nation. I pray for marriages. Uh, I pray for our ability to help people through that process. And I hope you have found value in this video. I've enjoyed providing this. I know it's a little counterintuitive, but I think it's valuable. So if you've liked it, hit that like button, um, hit that bell icon so you don't miss any videos. If you have any comments, please leave those below. I wanna read all the comments and respond to them. If you have any ideas for future videos, let me know. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining the channel today and I'll see you next time.